All right, folks, welcome into another brand new edition of the Not On One Soccer Podcast, a hopefully more upbeat, less angering, less depressing version of the Not On One Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, Lawrence Dockery. You can find me on Twitter at LDoc93. You can find the Not On One Soccer Podcast on Twitter at Not On One Soccer Pod. You can find us on Facebook as well. Just search Not On One Soccer and we'll pop right up. Uh, like I said, hopefully this one is a little bit more uh, uplifting. Well, I don't know if uplifting is the right word, but hopefully it's just a little bit better because, um, we've had, you know, we've all had a couple of days to process what is the, uh, the depressing news of Ben Pierman's departure to go coach the Charleston Battery, uh, the failure by this front office and this organization to retain the best coach we have ever had or possibly will ever have. Um, but all is not lost, um, well, it might be lost on the 901 Sea front, but that's not the purpose of this episode. Um, we there is still a bright spot going in the local Memphis soccer scene. Do want to give a shout out to the uh, women's soccer team over at the University of Memphis. Uh, they have won their first two games in the NCAA tournament. Unfortunately, neither one of those was at home, uh, like they like they had last year against LSU, which was an absolute blast to be at. Um, but they. Uh, They've won both their games. They've made it to the Sweet 16 for the first time in program history, and they play on Sunday, which that's tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, in Fayetteville against Arkansas, who had a very comprehensive 5-2 win over Ohio State last night, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, Memphis advances by virtue of a win at St. Louis early in the week, and then a win in Fayetteville yesterday over Mississippi State. Uh, so back-to-back games uh, against Mississippi State and Arkansas, against SEC teams. Not sure why they played Mississippi State in Fayetteville yesterday. Um, that's the pearl of scheduling wisdom from the NCAA for some reason. Um, but uh, looked looked at the bracket online, and I believe it returns to all like regular campus sites instead of like regional campus sites for the Elite Eight. And then the Final Four College Cup, I believe, is in Cary, North Carolina. That's where it usually is for the women. It may not be this year, so don't hold me to that. Uh, but let's let's worry about Arkansas first before we get that far. Hopefully, if they beat Arkansas, fingers crossed, that's a tall task, they get a game over at the Park campus, over over at the Park Avenue campus on uh, at Park and Getwell there, because that was a lot of fun last year. Uh, so congrats to them. Also, congrats, even though they're out, to the University of Memphis men's soccer team made the NCAA for tournament for the first time since 2004. Uh, they unfortunately fell in overtime to St. Louis. I thought it was thought it was interesting that both the men's and women's programs had to go on the road to St. Louis. Uh, that's St. Louis University. They didn't take the whole city on. Just, just, just the university. Just the Billikens. At a time when the basketball team was also on the road playing St. Louis University. So that was, I don't know what was going on there. Uh, they, they could have all ridden the same bus or the same plane. Uh, but the men made it for the first time since 04. The women have made it, I think, six out of seven years now. So things things are looking good in the soccer world over there at the U of M. Um, hopefully, they'll look a little bit better for not I want to see if and when they hire... Uh, there's a report from that from that account that broke the news that Ben was going to Charleston that only has four followers. Uh, there's a report that they're going to hire a former North Texas SC coach who just served as an assistant for the Columbus Crew last year. So we'll see what happens there. Did a look, didn't do too much digging, but uh, you know, been been a little bit busy here and uh, just nominally, it looked like the record for North Texas SC in the MLS Next Pro Division wasn't terrible. 
Uh, it wasn't Ben Pierman in Memphis level of awesome, but it wasn't it didn't it wasn't Tim Mulqueen either. So, um, you know, if that if that report comes to fruition, we will see. But the purpose of this episode is to tell you uh, the World Cup starts tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Not quite the ass crack of dawn, but uh, 10 a.m. locally, you have Qatar, the the much maligned hosts, uh, and deservedly so because uh, they're. They're an autocracy, and they're doing autocracy things. And the fact that people are surprised by this uh, is somewhat amusing to me. It, the the uh, the things that the Qataris are doing are not in themselves amusing. They're actually quite disturbing. Uh, some of them are frustrating. Some of them are dumb, and some of them are, like I said, quite disturbing. Um, and the game the game has the game, tournament hasn't even kicked off yet. That doesn't happen until tomorrow. Uh, no more beer sales. Luckily. Most of you listening to this had a brain and were like, no, nah, that's that's a place I don't want to go visit. You know, Germany in 06. Yeah, that's a fun place. Let's go visit there. Brazil in 2014. Yeah, that's a cool place. Let's go visit there. Qatar. Yeah, no, I'm going to stay home for that one. Uh, and save up your money for 2026 when it's here in the U.S. But anyway, here we're going to do a list of all of the places in Memphis, all of the best places where you can go watch the World Cup. And not just the U.S. games, but uh, hopefully all the games. Well, probably not all of them, since some of the games are going to be kicking off at 4 a.m. And I doubt, no disrespect to any of the soccer fanatics out there, like myself, uh, but I highly doubt that very many of us are going to be getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning, even to watch it in our own homes. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm not a morning person, so I'm not going to be doing that. Um, luckily... Most of the games worth watching are not the 4 a.m. games, uh, and so we'll just have to take that one at a time. But without further ado, let's take a look at some of the best places in Memphis to watch the World Cup. So what I'm going to do with this is I'm going to... Obviously, there's going to be fairly obvious choices, right? Like, there's 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 two that come to mind. Um, I tried... I, I don't want to necessarily call it investigating, but I reached out to, to several... Several organizations, several entities, and um, was fortunate enough to hear back from a couple of them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go down the list of what I have uh, based on who reached, you know, responded to me, um, and then I'll give you some other places where I think, or I'm pretty sure there's going to be stuff going on, but was unable to obtain any specifics. Uh, so right off the bat, obviously, is the Brass Door downtown. I mean, that's the soccer bar in the city and has been for years and years and years and years now, at least going back to 2014, um, probably before that. But 2014 is when I became aware of the Brass Door being the place to go during, during that World Cup. Um, I don't know what Seamus has planned as far as some of those early, early games, like the 4 a.m. games. Like I, I find it hard to imagine. I mean, because 4 a.m. is early, or in some cases, really, really, really late. Uh, um, but uh, a lot of the information I was able to get from other people is all as it relates almost specifically just to the U.S. team rather than to the tournament as a whole. But if there was one place in the city where I'd be willing to bet my bottom dollar that you could watch the early games not involving the U.S., it'd be at Brass Door. Um, that was the case in 2018, of course, because there were no U.S. games at the World Cup in 2018, but 
uh, had an absolute, like, that, like, it was, like, watching the World Cup with other people was so much fun. Like, sometimes, like, when I'm watching other sports, like, when I'm watching college football or just whatever random college basketball game or, or, you know, stuff like that, or even the MLS Cup playoffs, you know, I don't necessarily mind just laying on the couch by myself at home and watching those and not having to deal with anybody else. But the World Cup, there's, there's just, there's something about it. Just being around, like, I've, the Mexico-Germany game at Brass Door in 2018 was uh, a blast. Uh, some of those, some of those early like seven a.m. games from Russia. I think one of them was like uh, Colombia v Japan, uh, Senegal. I remember we watched Senegal play somebody uh, real early down there. Uh, nothing quite like having being five or six beaming cokes deep at eight o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> well, that was a, that was a long day, uh, but you know, watching the World Cup, I feel like more so than just about any other sporting event. Even just like U.S. big, like I remember Copa America 2016 was a black, like the U.S. games at Brass Door. I specifically I remember the Ecuador game in the quarterfinals at the Copa America at Brass Door was a blast. But I just there's something about the World Cup, right? There's just something about it. Now with this World Cup being in a place that uh, seems to have uh, just totally is like hell bent on making everything about the World Cup not like everything fun about the World Cup not fun anymore. We'll see if that carries over, especially with it being during football season. But, I don't know, it's still the World Cup. It's still the World Cup, and it's, it's, watching it with other people is going to be a lot of fun. So, if, like I said, if there's one place in this town where I feel like I'm as sure as I can be about any place, it's Brass Door, if you want to be able to watch, like, the non-U.S. games there. But, you can most definitely watch the U.S. games there, and I had a conversation with, uh, uh, with the American Outlaws Memphis chapter on Twitter. Uh, so specifically for the American Outlaws, there is priority seating open to AO members in the cavern, which I assume is downstairs, until 12.30 p.m. Again, all U.S. games kick at 1 o'clock. Uh, at that time, they will open up to non-American Outlaws for standing room if they're not at capacity for the England game, which is next Friday, Black Friday, a week from yesterday. Uh, they will have a raffle for some U.S. Men's National Team gear. Uh, you get tickets just for being an AO member. And they have beer bingo to play during the game. Uh, they also are encouraging people to show up in their U.S. gear for that match as well. Um, why you'd show up to a U.S. watch party without U.S. gear in the first place is beyond me. Uh, but uh, best team spirit gets a prize. Uh, I'm sure the uh, qualifications for Team Spirit will be discussed when you get there. They also have uh, koozies for AO members at each match. One free koozie per member. And they will have chapter scarves for sale at every game as well. Um, and uh, I'm sure you can follow along uh, with uh, with the AO on Twitter and Facebook as well. Uh, they have the Memphis chapter, obviously. I'm sure they'll be very active on the socials, all the social platforms, once... Uh, you know, once things get going. And, you know, don't forget, guys, that first U.S. game is two days away against Wales. I know Fox keeps acting like the game against Wales is just like an automatic three points, and the only game we have to worry about is the England game. Uh, but Fox also said we were making the World Cup in Russia with no, with no trouble, and, you know, we finished, you know, second to last in the table. So I wouldn't, I would take what they have to say with a grain of salt. Uh, so that takes care of the brass door, um, you know, brass door downtown, big clock outside. Uh, number one soccer bar in the city, without a doubt. So, I've you know, I feel like if you show up at Brass Door 
and they don't have, you know, they're either not open because it's 4 a.m. or they don't have the game on, which if they're open, I, I'll bet my, I'll bet every dollar that I have that if they're open, they're going to have the game on. I think the only problem that you'll run into is them maybe not being open that early. Uh, I just, I feel like, again, you'll want to check with the folks at the brass door, um, but I haven't heard anything uh, as far as whether they'll be open for those, those 4 a.m. games. I wouldn't expect them to be, and I wouldn't blame them if they weren't. But I feel like by the time the seven a.m. game rolls around, rolls roll or seven a.m. games roll around, I think we'll be in pretty good shape. So the next one I have is actually one that uh, is a little bit off the beaten path. Um, it's more of a, mainly for the folks that live over on South Main Street, kind of down by the Civil Rights Museum. It's uh, Max's Sports Bar down there on G.E. Patterson. Um, uh, luckily I have, uh, I won't quite say connection, but I know, I know people who know people. Like I said, I'm a minor local celebrity and, uh, had been, you know, communicating with somebody on, uh, who had been communicating with Max's on my behalf. Uh, and they said they, they're not planning on having any specials, but once they get staffing locked down, they will, uh, blast it out and plan on, uh, opening early. And then just a couple of days ago... I believe Max's sports bar on their Facebook page or their Instagram, their Instagram, and probably their Facebook page too. Um, they will open at noon for all U.S. World Cup games, uh, which is great. Uh, that's Friday, Monday the 21st, Friday the 25th, and Tuesday the 29th. They'll be open at noon uh, each of those days for the U.S. games, and I'm sure they will have all of their you know, regular menu items, regular specials, whatever, and the cool thing about Max's is they do actually have a crap ton of TVs, uh, and, uh, they got a jukebox in there, and they're, they're usually pretty good. Every time I've been in there to watch a game of some sort, uh, they do have the sound on, be it Final Four, uh, College Football Saturday, uh, you know, whatever. So, uh, that is one thing, there's, there's nothing worse than going to these, going to places to watch a game, and they don't have the sound on for the game. And I'm like, you're a sports bar. Like, you should have the sound on. Like, there's not... I got into a disagreement at Buffalo Wild Wings, of all places, in uh, this past March. I rolled in there for the 11 a.m. game that first Friday. You know, there's that Thursday. You know, I got Thursday, Friday in March Madness. That first Friday, rolled in there, 11 o'clock. Let's get the tournament on the TV. They were just like, oh, okay. I'm like, how do you not already have all the TVs set to go for March Madness? It's March Madness. You're Buffalo Wild Wings. You're Wings and Beer and Sports. And March Madness is like the biggest sports bar day of the year. And they begrudgingly put the TVs on March Madness. And then I'm like, uh, can we get sound on, please? And some dude down at the other side of the bar got mad as hell because he had put money in the jukebox. And one of them, I'm like, buddy, it's March Madness, pal. Take a hike. You want to listen to music, go sit in your car or, or, or at home. Go listen to the radio. It's March Madness. We're putting the sound on the bar in the bar. So uh, if you're if you're a person like me who feels the need to have the sound on for the big events in the bar, um, Max is uh, is usually pretty good about doing that. Um, then the next one that I have is actually kind of surprising. It was sent to me. Let me find it. I've got it bookmarked here somewhere. Is uh, Wiseacre. Um. Wiseacre, uh, they will open. I, I guess this is just, I feel like a lot of these places are not necessarily uh, big on the World Cup as a whole. I think they might just be trying to cash in on the U.S.'s return because uh, a lot of, most of what I'm seeing is just for the U.S. games. But hey, uh, 
The TV ratings and the attendance for the men's national team for the last six years have stunk. So any and a rising tide, as uh, Craig Unger said in relation to the, the stadium project, a rising tide lifts all ships. So uh, the more the merrier. Unless you're sports center tweeting out something stupid like, what if these non-soccer players played soccer? Um, I will I will personally, and the 901 Soccer Podcast will personally be welcoming to anybody and everybody who wants to hop on the U.S. bandwagon. Now, I do feel like the, the wheels are going to fall off the bandwagon fairly quickly, but that's a separate issue. Uh, so Wiseacre will be opening uh, both tap rooms, and the U.S. games will be on in both tap rooms. Uh, like I said, all three U.S. games are at one, the 21st against Wales, the 25th against England, and the 29th against Iran. They have made a point to say, sound on. They will open one hour before the game. Games and food uh, will be available, and you get 10% off your tab with USA gear. So that might be, uh, you know, if you're a... Uh, if you're a uh, if you're a beer person, personally I'm not hard liquor all the way. Uh, but if you're like a beer and food person, uh, you show up in a U.S. jersey or an Uncle Sam hat, which unfortunately years ago I gave my Uncle Sam hat away. I am a uh, I am a professional, uh, a journalistic professional now, media member. Uh, HQ will be offering pizza by the pizza by the slice menu from Little Betty. Uh, OG will have food trucks all ages. That is according to their uh, Twitter feed. That was uh, three days ago. It says they tweeted that out. So there you go for that. Why? So right now we're at uh, Brass Store, Max's, and Wiseacre. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but I wrote an article for World Soccer Talk about the betting odds for certain teams at the World Cup, and uh, part of that article included an interview with uh, the head of promotions at Southland Park, excuse me, Southland Casino, over there in West Memphis, and uh, if you were so inclined to bet on the games, they are accepting World Cup bets at their window in their sports book uh, over there at Southland. Uh, they also use the Betley app, I believe, um, so if you don't have one and you're interested, you can definitely do that, but uh, part of that interview I did ask, it didn't get included in the article because it wasn't germane to the topic, but uh, they will, in their sports bar, will be having the World Cup on with the sound. Uh, no food or drink specials, I don't believe, but uh, that is something he's like, look, it's a big event. People like to bet on big events. I mean, how many people bet on the Super Bowl and know nothing about the NFL? Uh, it's a big event, so people are going to be want to watch the World Cup because it's an event. So if you, if you are so inclined, if you're a gambling man, and you want to uh, perhaps place a bet on the game, Southland, the sports bar over there at Southland might be the way for you to go. Uh, part part of what I wanted to do with this is have like a good geographic spread throughout the the mid south. You know, I didn't want everything just to be downtown or just in Midtown. So you know, we got a couple of places downtown. We got you know one place over the river. Uh, you got Celtic Crossing over there in Midtown. Um, I don't have any specifics on anything that they're doing, but uh, you know they're the number two soccer bar in town. And I, I don't think that's there's there's uh, really much dispute about that. And if there is, um, okay, that's fine. Uh, I, I I don't have any any data data one way or the other to to, to contradict anybody's opinion on the matter. But uh, you know, Celtic's always been kind of like the backup. I remember one time, oh, you know, this has been years and years ago now though. Uh, the basement at Brass Door got flooded, and everybody had to go over. The power was out. I want to say this was during World Cup qualifying, and maybe. 2015, perhaps for like the St. Vincent and the Grenadines game. 
Um, but I believe the basement flooded and the power was out at, at Brass Door, so everybody had to move to Celtic Crossing. Um, so, you know, they're, they're a renowned soccer bar, so I'm sure they'll have World Cup stuff going on. You won't have to worry about that. I don't know what their plans are, if they've got food specials, drink specials, whatever. Um, but I feel like that that that'll be a good place to go. Um, I, I don't again. I don't know if they're going to be open for the four a.m. games. I'm not going to fault any establishment for not being open during the four a.m. games. I don't know how many people are going to be super fired up to watch Saudi Arabia at four o'clock in the morning. But you know, if you, I won't fault you for being closed, but I won't fault you if you're open either. Um, but that's that's really all I've got for you guys on this one. Um, Brass door for sure. Maxis for sure. Wiseacre for sure. More than likely uh, Southland in West Memphis. More than likely Celtic Crossing. Uh, I did reach out to Soccer City 901. Um, they had an email on their Facebook page. I sent them an email. Never heard back. Um, but they're Soccer City 901. I got to imagine they're going to have the World Cup on at the Soccer City 901. That's I, I feel like that's probably a given. Um, I've also, you know, if, if you just want to go, you know, I, I ranted about Buffalo Wild Wings earlier. If you want to go to Buffalo Wild Wings, that's fine. Um, Wings Beer Sports. Um, I, I feel like most of the time you're going to be hard pressed to get sound. I know they won't. They won't be open for those early games. So you, if I mean, I guess if you wanted to catch the the 10 a.m. or the 1 p.m. games, they'll 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 be open for those. But uh, you know, they're a national corporate chain, so they you know they're pretty inflexible with their hours. Um. I guess you could maybe even try, like, uh, Tony's Trophy Room or maybe Skybox out in Carville. I do like Skybox. They, their menu there is really good. That butter cookie in a skillet with ice cream is to die for. Uh, but uh, I, I don't have any specifics. I don't know if they'll, they'll be open that early or, you know, if they'll have sound on. They always have sound on when there's a game on. I just don't know if it will be for the World Cup. So um, if you guys have other places... Drop them in the comments and the replies or the quote tweets or whatever. That's fine. Uh, this isn't, I'm not telling you to go to any one specific place. I'm trying to get as many different places to get people to watch the World Cup as possible. Um, uh, I had things going real well at Dan McGinnis in South Haven back in 2014. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case this time around. Uh, I guarantee, like, I can almost guarantee you the sound will not be on. Uh, and it might just, it might, you might be pulling teeth just to get the games on the TVs and they will more than likely, almost definitely not be open for those early games. And you'll be in that same boat as if you wanted to watch at Buffalo Wild Wings with the, Mike could get it at 10 and Mike could get it at one, but you're definitely not getting it before that. Um, well, that was another thing about the 2014 World Cup that was so awesome is Brazil's only, what, two time zones, like the far, like the farthest east Brazil is and only an hour ahead of the eastern time zone. Uh, so it was only two hours ahead of us. So you didn't have to, you know, there wasn't, uh, you know, any real early games. But, you know, we'll, if you, like, if you, if you guys know of some place, oh, I had one place, there was somebody, one of, one of the loyal followers from the 901 Soccer Podcast sent, um, uh, who was it? I gotta find... Let me... I know what I did. Give me one second. I can find it. 
somebody, one of my loyal followers, uh, Poppy Chulo, at O Poppy Chulo, uh, said, need to take a look at Reggae Island in Collierville. Um, no specifics provided as far as uh, what's going on, but uh, that was, uh, somebody has reached out and said, try Reggae Island in Collierville. Had one, look, 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 thank God for the listeners. Thank God for you guys. Um, uh, you know, Poppy Chulo is out here telling me about Reggae Island and Collierville. Newman, hello, Newman. Shout out, that is a great Twitter handle, by the way. Um, that is, uh, that's the best way to put it. He's the one who sent the, the Wiseacre thing, so shout out to hello, Newman. Uh, Parks, of course, uh, mentioned that uh, outside of the obvious two, which I'm going to guess is Brass Door and Celtic, he said Bayou is going to have stuff going on. Uh, he said, uh, they had sent him something saying they'll be showing the game. So Bayou, I guess Bayou's in Midtown. Is that right? Um, uh, Clayton France, uh, has, has informed me that, uh, Rail Garden would be, he said, I would imagine Rail Garden will be a good spot. He says, I know Rockies will be open for matches. Uh, funny enough, I just had somebody the other day telling me about trivia at Rockies. And when, when was that? I don't remember. It's been like a week ago now, I think, somebody was telling What was I? What was I doing? I don't know. Uh, anyway, that's a tangent that's not important about what, what who was telling me what about trivia at Rockies and when. Um, now, I do understand that a lot of us are going to be at work during all of this, so you find a way to follow along on Twitter or uh, pirate somebody's stream or something. Uh, but if you're out and about, uh, we've confirmed Brass Store, Wiseacre, Max's, Southland Sports Bar, uh, Celtic, and then uh, Bayou, uh, Reggae Island, maybe Rail Garden, probably Rockies, uh, maybe Soccer City 901, maybe Skybox, maybe Tony's Trophy Room. At this point, I'm just throwing out the sports bars. Um, you go wherever you feel most comfortable that there will be games on. If you know for sure that someplace is going to have it on with the sound, you go there. I'm just trying. To, I'm just. I'm just trying to get everybody fired up for the World Cup. Is what I'm doing. Um, hopefully, uh, everything's awesome. But we shall see. So that's going to wrap it up uh, here on this uh, more entertaining, less venting, less coping uh, episode of the Nine Hundred One Soccer Podcast. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Um, but if like, yeah, like if, if you know of some place that's that's doing World Cup stuff, let me know. You're more than welcome to go there. I'm not trying to tell anybody that they have to go to a certain place that I can't go to other places. Um, I just want everybody to have a good time watching the World Cup so that there's real groundswell and momentum heading into hosting the 2026 tournament. Because um, that's that's going to be off the chain. That's going to be out of control. Um, but we'll just have to cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, so thanks every thank you to everybody who reached out. I do appreciate that. All, all of you out there in listener land uh, got a lot of responses to that. So I do appreciate that. It makes me feel that people do actually pay attention uh, when I ask uh, pertinent questions. Uh, I am a minor local celebrity, and uh, that, I don't think that can be ignored at this point. Uh, but thanks everybody for listening and reaching out. Uh, feel free to share this far and wide. Let's let's boost the numbers at all the places so that people are like, oh hey, soccer's a thing. Let's show it and put the sound on on a more regular basis. Um, that's going to do it, though. Uh, thanks for listening. I'm Lawrence Stocker. You can find me on Twitter at LDoc93. You can find the 901 Soccer Podcast on Twitter at 901 Soccer Pod. 
You can find us on Facebook as well. Just search 901 Soccer and we'll pop right up. Uh, we will talk to you later and hopefully see you out and about watching the World Cup.